Southeast Radio's morning mix. And Happy New Year to you, Alan, and all your listeners. Mick, uh, never far from, I suppose, being in the spotlight, um, the Housing Minister, Daryl O'Brien, has hit out at you and your colleague, Claire Daly, in a recent newspaper article. In an interview with the Irish Independent, Mr O'Brien also criticised Sinn Féin for its MEP, Chris McManus's voting record at EU Parliament. But I'm not either speaking to you, or sure, I'm not speaking to Claire, or, or speaking uh, to um, the Sinn Féin deputy this morning, but I am speaking to you. He's, he is quoted as saying that I find it quite disturbing that Mick Wallace in particular has views in relation, or his views in relation to China. And then he went on to say he actually likes Claire and has no beef with her. Um, first of all, can I get your reaction to this? Because it's, it, it, there's not an awful lot of detail in what I've just read out there, but I'd love to know what your response to it is. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's kind of harmless stuff, really. I mean, uh, just throwing around um, remarks like that and actually putting no substance to them is kind of, uh, you know, cheap politics that a lot of politicians engage in. And uh, he's, he's been appointed the director of elections in Dublin, so it's more, I suppose, uh, a way of just uh, taking a cheap shot at Clare, really, because uh, he's, uh, Clare is standing in the Dublin area and should be standing against Barry Andrews and... Uh, um, Daryl O'Brien is obviously uh, the uh, election agent for uh, Fianna Fáil in the Dublin area, as far as I can uh, see. But, I mean, uh, talking about Russia and China, I mean, he obviously doesn't know much about it anyway, you know. And I'd say he doesn't even know what our position is on it. Uh, it's just cheap comments that he can just throw out. I mean, on the issue of Russia, for starters, right, I mean... I'd say we were, we were probably uh, the first out of the blocks to condemn the Russian invasion on the 24th of February 2022. And the reason that we were uh, called uh, Putin puppets and pro-Russian is because we wanted peace. And, I mean, uh, anyone that's been following the war realizes that uh, our position has been v- completely vindicated. And what we have now in Ukraine is you have... Over, they reckon that over 300,000 working-class Ukrainian kids have been killed in the war, about 60,000 Russians. I mean, this is an absolutely stupid war, and we wanted people to work for peace uh, from the start. Twice, we, myself and Claire Daly put an amendment into the Ukraine resolution, and we actually, we, our amendment said it called on the EU to maximise its potential to commence dialogue and diplomacy with a view to ending the war and bringing about peace. Do you know that 80% of the MEPs voted against that? They didn't want the war to stop. They didn't want it, but they weren't going to fight in it, though. They're just working-class kids dying in it. Ukraine has been destroyed for no good reason because the Americans and NATO wanted the war to happen in order to undermine Russia. Now, we, we don't support Russia or any government, but we wanted peace and we're against war. And now, what the better, after over 300,000 Ukrainians been killed and the country destroyed? And listen, people need to understand what's happening in Ukraine. Do you know, do, do they realize that uh, there was a, the IMF gave a loan to Ukraine about less than three years ago, uh, just before the war? And one of the conditions of the loan was that Ukraine had to change its laws around the purchase of land to allow foreigners buy up the land, because Ukraine has great agricultural land. Do you know, European and American firms now have bought up more land for peanuts 
in western Ukraine, then the Russians are taken on the east side. Do you know that we're given billions and billions and billions of loans now to Ukraine? And I was on the file for the Ukraine facility there before Christmas. I actually advocated that we give them grants to help them reconstruct the place, but not. Uh, but they're only get they're getting one third grant and two third okay. uh, loan. Uh, we're going to own the place forever. We're like, we're actually colonizing Ukraine now. Ukraine has been has been destroyed, and it's just going to be a puppet of right. Western financial interests. It's absolutely crazy. All right, uh, and yeah. and because we wanted peace, we're we're close to being pro-Russian. I mean, the land is not well. Um, China, then, where do you think the minister is coming uh, from? China, and I mean, on occasion, I do get the opportunity to speak to him, and when I next get the opportunity to speak to him, um, in particular about housing, um, I will ask him. <laughs> where he was so critical of you on China. Can you surmise as to what he he meant by your views on China? But, I mean, I mean this, this, this total nonsense. Like, I mean, uh, uh, there's, there's an anti-China rhetoric going around the parliament for the last couple of years and around politics in Europe. And it's driven by the Americans. Now, you would say, why are the Americans anti-China? Well, the Americans have been trying to drive a wedge between the EU and China, because China is not a threat to the security of the American people. The Chinese haven't dropped a bomb on any country in 45 years. They haven't dropped a bomb on anybody in 45 years. They're not a warmongering nation. The Americans have dropped bombs on so on every day in the last 45 years. Right? I mean, but the, the, the Americans problem with China is that the economy is becoming too powerful and they're, they're a threat to the supremacy of the dollar. People need to understand that the dollar has been the number one world currency since 1944 at some Bretton Woods uh, conference, right? And that has allowed the Americans to uh, exercise incredible power uh, over the rest of the world. And China is undermining that now because within the next 10 years, the Chinese will replace the Americans as the world's number one economy. Today in the world, China is making 33% of all manufactured goods. The Americans are making 12%. The Europeans are making 8%. There's no contest. China is, is going to be the world's number one power. And they're a powerful economy already, right? And Ireland, for example, why are we, why would we be falling out with China? Why would we be picking around with them? I'm telling you, if China, if China were to withdraw its dealings with Europe, if they stop buying and selling and stop trading in, uh, with Europe, yeah. we would see the biggest recession that we ever, ever seen because there's so much going on in our relationship with China. And the Irish government I mean, we've been listening to politicians come out, oh, we must de-risk from China. What, what, what does that mean, if we de-risk from China? Ireland sells 18 billion euros worth of products to, to China each year at the moment. We buy 6 billion. Mm-hmm. So we're actually three times, we're, we're, we're selling them three times more than we're buying off them, right? And they want to fall out with them. And uh, the, the potential, given the size of the Chinese market, 1.4 billion right. people, the fastest growing economy in the world, uh, the, the, the potential for Ireland to do more business with China is magnificent. And, and yes, and, uh, because we're seeing, uh, we have an open view about what China is and what, what it represents, 
the likes of Daryl Bryant thinks, oh, they're, they're pro-China, oh my God, oh my God. And, and this is something that's completely driven by the Americans. I mean, that is a nice guy. I know Daryl well, right? And Daryl's a nice fellow, right? But he really doesn't know anything about uh, China or uh, okay. international affairs much. Well, I will give him the chance to and respond to an excellent speaking of... But, but, Darryl, right? yeah, 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 you want to talk about housing. Sorry. You want to talk about Darrell Bryant housing? Yeah. The housing, see the figures on the housing, like, I mean, there's, there's over 13,500 people now on the homelessness. And that's only a fraction of the people that are really homeless. The only amount of people in Westford alone that are fucking sleeping on couches because they can't fucking uh, get a house or somewhere, uh, uh, they can't afford them. And what, I just see what, a, a housing scheme this week that went uh, Bell Camp Manor in Dublin, Valley Griffin, Dublin. There were 54 units in it. 85% of them had been bought by a London-based investment fund, and now they're charging, they're renting them for 3,175 a month, and the government lets this happen. We've had, I mean, since I, since I went into the politics in 2011, right, we've had a housing crisis. And how come, how come no government is able to fix it? They don't even want to fix it. They still refuse to build social housing in serious numbers. And I mean, they give that the Ministry of Housing, right? But you don't know nothing about the industry. What experience is that in housing? Or in the, uh, what did you know about the housing industry? I mean, it's, it's mad. Why don't you get someone that has some experience and knows something about it? Do they really want to fix the housing crisis or do they just want to pretend they're doing it? I, I find it incredible. It's a it is such a problem in Ireland today, especially in Dublin, where almost right. a third, the greater Dublin area now uh, has about a third of the people of Ireland. Okay. The cost of, of rent and the cost of housing is having a dramatic effect on everything that's going on in the place. I was due to speak to him before Christmas. I'll put in a request to speak to him again. I'll raise the issues you've raised and give him the, 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 uh, the opportunity to respond. But just before I move on to uh, Palestine and get your view on the, on the recent developments, Mick, um, when it comes to the European elections coming up later on this year. There are rumours I discussed it with Paul Kyo yesterday he's mulling over a possibility of going forward for Europe. He expressed an interest here. There's also uh, talks about Malcolm Byrne making a run. You could find yourself surrounded by two fellow candidates from Wexford. Are you up for the challenge? Are you going again? <laughs> Listen, I don't care who Fianna Fáil or Fianna Gael, uh, put up. I mean, the country is very well sick of the lot of them. Right? Uh, Listen, Fianna Gael and Fianna Fáil are still guaranteed a seat in Ireland South. Um, chance of either of them getting two are pretty slim. Sinn Féin have a decent chance of getting two because they're probably the leading party at the moment, uh, in the polls anyway. Um, but uh, I'm, not, I'm not worried uh, who Fianna Fáil or Fianna Gael put up, um, whether they put up two Wexford candidates. Fine, uh, bring them on. All right. Uh, look, before we conclude our conversation with you this morning, I'm looking at a number of reports. The Israel Defence Minister has told the Wall Street Journal his country was determined to end Hamas rule of Gaza and deter other ran-backed adversaries. US President Joe Biden has been confronted by protesters shouting ceasefire now. This is while visiting a historic black church in South Carolina. He said he had been quietly working to encourage Israel to ease its attacks and yet there are fears of an all-out war. What is your current view and current stance on the situation in Palestine? Now listen, I mean, um, it's probably the first time that we've seen how brutal war is, that we're seeing it on our telephones now. Uh, there were 400,000 people killed in Yemen and 15.8 million were starving, according to the UN, uh, 18 months ago. But you saw none of it on your phone. You're seeing everything in Gaza. 
and Biden can talk about trying to restrain Israel. Biden is giving Israel the guns, and so are Europeans, to kill Palestinians. It's a genocide. And Israel's war is not with Hamas. Israel's war is with the Palestinian people. It's a genocide. They're engaging in ethnic cleansing. It is horrific, and it's happening in front of our nose. And yet, the Europeans, the European Union refuses to condemn this and refuses to call it genocide. They have refused to call for a ceasefire. What is wrong? How can we still support this Zionist settler colonial project of Israel's against the Palestinian people? They reckon now over 10,000 children are dead. 10,000 children? According to the UN, after 18 months of the war in Ukraine, between both sides, there were 545 children dead, which was terrible. Mm. In 18 months of the war in Ukraine, 545 children, according to the UN, and there's over 10,000 dead in 90 days in Gaza, and we still haven't called for a ceasefire. All right, Mick, look, I, I have, to, to, uh, yeah, I have to, uh, to round off our conversation with you. I have a couple of comments coming in. Uh, a lot of people agreeing with your stance today. Uh, Joe has sent in the following comment. Could you ask Mick to tell us his definitive views on the rights of the two million Muslims, Uyghur Muslims in China? Yeah, uh, first of all, the, the Uyghurs in China, uh, <laughs> I, I believe that Muslims should be treated well uh, everywhere, and same as uh, everybody else. And if he has a... The, the, the Americans made out that the Chinese were committing a genocide against the Uyghurs without showing any evidence. But my nephew works in China, and a few months ago, he went, he went to actually to Xinjiang, where the Uyghurs live, and he spent 11 days there, right? And he and he he, he done a real big good report on it for me. And if anyone's interested in talking about, it, I'm very interested in talking about it. And I'm actually I was planning on, on going there uh, last year, but uh, I didn't get there. But I mean, the Chinese told me if I want to go there, uh, I can go and look for myself. I mean, I, I wasn't going to be brought along by the hand by the state uh, because I, I wouldn't accept a, um, mm. a state invitation. Mm. And but we were allowed to go. But I mean, there there is no evidence that a genocide was taking place against the Uyghurs in Xinjiang. And if your caller has any evidence of it, I'd like to see it. And, uh, but I mean, if, do, do, do the Chinese behave uh, perfectly in every way uh, in terms of uh, everything that goes on in the country? I'm sure they don't. I've never seen a government anywhere that I like. And I don't support any government. I've never seen a government in Ireland that I liked. Ireland was, has had its independence for over 100 years. And we've had either Fianna Fáil or Fianna Gael every day since then. Every goddamn day. I mean, in all fairness, we've never had a good government. Ireland is such a wonderful country and a wonderful people. Hmm. But I mean, right now, half, half the people of Ireland are struggling to pay their bills because of all these years of Fianna Fáil and Fianna Gael government that look after the elites rather than look after all the population. It's scandalous, like. Southeast Radio's Morning Mix. South-